We're back here on Sports Island and delighted to be joined by the new player development director, player development for Husker baseball, Rob Childress. It's like a homecoming for you to kind of come back and be in Lincoln, Nebraska. Congratulations. Good to have you here. Well, thank you. We're, we're fired up as a family to, to be back in a place that, that we've held awful dear to our heart over the years and had a lot of great memories, but a lot of great relationships, too, that have continued to grow over the last 16 years. And it's just we're thankful to be back close to them again and looking forward to doing everything that we can to help Husker baseball. Why, why, why come back? I mean, I'm sure you had other options and other things to do. Your, your, your ties in Texas have run fairly deep. Well, for me, the most important thing at this point is, is family. And, and staying in the Midwest corridor from, from here to Texas was very important to me. And this by far and away was the best opportunity for me that I felt like I could influence and help young people and, and do everything I can to be a part of a very, very good coaching staff. How odd is it to walk in there and see – Will Bolt, Jeff Christie, and Lance Harvell, guys you know so, so well. Well, I'm all, first and foremost, I'm so proud of the, the job that they've done in such a short period of time, but you know, proud to be back on their team and with them again and, and do whatever I can to pour in and help those guys in every facet available under the title that I have. And, and if I can help them in, in some shape, form, or fashion, then, then it's certainly a win for everyone. You know them so well. Surprised at all with what they did this past year? Not even a little bit. You could see that team's identity uh, was – it's their identity, who they are as people and who they were as players when you're talking about Will and Jeff and Lance and, you know, Danny as well. Those guys all were overachieving, chip-on-your-shoulder type guys, and you could see that in, in this past year's team. They played incredibly hard. They played together, and they played with a chip on their shoulder, and it was fun to watch. Getting busy with Rob Childress, the newest addition to the Husker baseball staff. Let's go down memory road a little bit. You arrived in 98 with Dave – head coach, you and Mike Anderson, the assistant coaches, and then the spark happened. How, how, as you look back at and think about that, how amazing was that, the run that you guys put together here? You know, we always talk about the, you know, the harder you work, the luckier you get. And, and for us, that first year of recruiting, we brought in 25 new players. And I just will never forget getting in an argument with Dave over a five foot eight right-handed <laughs> pitcher that weighed 135 pounds from Honolulu, Nebraska, and he said he was going to take him. I said, I don't know that, that we're going to make it through a first season in the Big 12 with a five foot eight, 130-pound Hawaiian. They're going to laugh us out of the league. And Shane Komeni gets to campus, and the first day that I see him long toss, I, I told Dave, I said, I am so happy I talked you into taking that guy. He's going to be pretty good. And, you know, certainly he was the, the anchor of that staff. I mean, he won over 40 games, struck out over 500, and – I think at the time is, was only one of six pitchers in college baseball history to ever do that. But so many other great players that, that were part of that group, Will Bolt, Adam Stern, John Cole. I mean, the list goes on and on. Brant Felieger, Justin Cowan, all those guys were so impactful. R.D. Spees uh, from Grand Island was a part of that group. And just, you know, we just hit the lottery on a lot of recruits, and those guys came in and transformed this thing in a short period of time. So many of that group – and then the ones that followed have gotten into your profession. Surprised by that? No, I, I think when you're talking about the, the lottery and recruiting, it's not just recruiting talent. It's about recruiting makeup and guys that eat and sleep and breathe baseball. Mm -hmm. and, and you could tell that group that's what they were all about. And it, it's neat to see those guys off impacting young people's lives uh, as coaches in the college ranks. Player development, what, give, give us kind of a – what's that going to entail? What's that going to look like? You know, it's a, it's a 
role that's been created a lot around the country and it's an opportunity to, to serve the program, whether it's video analytics, data, um, scouting reports, on-campus recruiting, all the things uh, a go between, between academic strength, nutrition, all those things to help kind of lighten the load for, for our coaches. I want to just talk to you about the state of the game right now. Over the last four or five years, five years ago, I would go, we would call a weekend series. And, and, and Rob, we might see one, maybe two guys might touch 95 off the mound. Now we're seeing multiple guys. What's, what has happened and what, the velocity we're seeing now in college pitching? I think you're seeing more and more professional-ready kids go to college. This, this past week's draft went 20 rounds. Over 80% of the draft was kids that were in college. I think that speaks to the development of the college game and professional baseball saying – we can let these kids go to college. They're going to be that much closer to the major leagues when they come out of a program like the University of Nebraska and, and ready to go ascend to the big leagues in a, in a short period of time, number one. But number two, a lot of velocity training, a lot of specialized training year-round. Kids are physically training at an earlier stage in their, their lives, and they're just physically bigger and stronger than maybe they were 10 years ago. I, I look back in recruiting 15 years ago. If, so, if someone called and said, hey, this kid's touching 90 – I would put the phone down and I would get in my car and go, well, today, everybody throws 90. 95 is the new 90, like you said. It's just, it's just remarkable. We saw, I, I know you saw it in the SEC. We saw it a lot in the Big Ten, and it was remarkable. It's the, the biggest transformation I've seen in, in the sport in the last five, six years. How about, we're hearing terms now like launch angles and those type of things from the, from the batter standpoint. What, just give me kind of your overall philosophy where where the game is offensively right now. Where's it headed? Well, I think it, it it is headed in a positive direction in every facet, and I think all of the the analytics and the data piece points are so important for for learning and learning maybe at a, a faster curve than trying to get somebody to feel something in their swing. You you can show them immediately with feedback at you know real time after one swing in a cage now where. Maybe it would take two weeks to, for a kid to really feel a change. You can show him right there, immediate feedback. And, and so I think the learning curve has shortened a little bit with all the advancement of, of the analytical part of this game that we're in now. Old school guys fight that a little bit, right? I mean, you kind of go, oh, I like to see what my eyes tell me more than I want to see what data says. I, I agree with that 100%, but I think also all of this helps validate your eyes. And I think that gets more buy-in to the player that you're trying to, to coach because at the end of the day or the kid you're wanting him to be his very best so he can help the team win and, and the team can be at their very best and if you can slow slow that or speed that learning curve up yeah more i mean that's better for everybody that's a win for the kid and a program visiting with rob childress the new player development director for husker baseball here on sports nightly you you kind of have had a family tie here to Lincoln for a while, right? Your daughter was was a student here at one time. Absolutely, probably her sophomore year in high school. We came up for a World Series team reunion. They had a red letter day. I said, "Hey, just go through it. We got nothing going on today. I know you won't come to school here, but see everything you can see." Well, she fell in love with it. Decided to come twelve hours away from home to find out who she's supposed to become, and you know, to experience college. She had a wonderful experience here. Graduated in four years and is now wrapping up a master's at Doan University here. So, you know, very thankful that, that I get to be with her and close to her and, and my granddaughter as well and Parker's, who turns a year old this weekend. If memory serves, you like to hunt. 
Is that right? Absolutely, and love to chase the birds around, and and so usually when the snow starts to fly, things get a little bit fun from border to border here in the state. I enjoy that. That's my passion. I was going to say, once you guys wrap up fall ball, there'll be some time for you to probably slip out and go do some of that. Yep, that's the only time to have a hobby as, as, a, as a baseball person is usually November, December, and January. Nebraska obviously made the transition more than a decade ago to the Big Ten Conference. Give me your thoughts of what you've kind of experienced the few Big Ten teams maybe you've come across in the last decade. Your thoughts about the league? Well, they're big, strong, physical from an offensive standpoint, and and there's some powerful pitching in this league. And it's proven that teams in the Big Ten can get to Omaha and do that on a consistent basis. Haymarket Park is a beautiful facility. It's proven that they can host and host at a high level with great crowd uh, in a sea of red and, and, and get through a regional at home and win a super regional and get to Omaha. And that's that's everyone's goal when the season starts. And But there's been several teams in, in the Big Ten that have continued to make the transition forward with Michigan having a great year, Ohio State, Indiana, all those teams are perennial powers. Iowa's been very good with Rick Heller at the helm, and uh, Maryland's got a uh, young coach over there that's got them going. So it, it's a very, very good league, top to bottom baseball-wise. Yeah, we, it's kind of been our feeling that it's really improved a lot since Nebraska joined the league. There's more resources being poured into the league, and it's become more important. And that, I think, is now translating itself to the field. You talked about hosting regionals and super regionals. When you arrived in 1998, that was a pipe dream to be able to do that. And again, I just, I'm amazed at what you were a part of to bring that to it. And this fan base is ready to get back to that. And what they, what they saw in Fayetteville, I think, gave them validation that we're not that far off. I believe that with all my heart. And you, you could see that, and the fans could see that with the way that team played and you know, how those, those kids were prepared and, and prepared in, in the right way with Coach Bolt and his staff have done a very good job and have them believing exactly what our goals are and, and that it can, be, and it can happen. Can't wait to do doing some deep dives with you down the road on, on pitching and that type of thing. I want to get your thoughts about the pitch clock because I know that's been a part of the thing in the SEC for a couple of years now. Are you a fan of it? Does it need to be implemented across the sport? What do you think? I do think it needs to be implemented implemented for the pace of play, but it, but it doesn't need to be implemented. It's not a big deal for most teams that do want to play fast. And, and I know Coach Christie and Coach Bolt, they want to play fast and – want to set the tempo on the mound that's not an issue but it may be on on maybe one coast or the other where they want to grind the game a little bit but I think it's important that we keep the game moving along especially with so many games now being televised we're already drawing games out long enough with advertising minutes and and so anyway we can move it move it up and, and keep the pace going for the fans to keep everyone engaged I think it's good for the game have has the SEC util- I should know this but has the SEC utilized replay they have Full replay, and, yeah. and I, I think it's really good. Every game, every you know, game in the standings can be the difference between hosting or going on the road, and hopefully we'll see that from coast to coast or league to league, especially with all the games that are being televised. So all the um, everything that's needed is already in-house to, to be able to have replay. Yeah, hopefully the Big Ten can get to that point. All right, what's the next 30, 30 to 45 days look like for you? I don't know how many of the guys are here. Will you be jumping in right away? What What's the plan? Well, there's quite a few guys that are here uh, working out, pitchers that may be carried to have a load throughout the spring, getting an opportunity to meet them. And, and then the newcomers are here doing summer bridge and working out with our strength coach. And so getting to know them, there's one of me and there's there's 40 of them on the roster and, and trying to get around and get to know them and know what makes them tick and them get to know me a little bit and just spending time with the players when they're around and then out of the building. Um, and getting things going. I know we have a camp here at the end of the summer before school starts and 
Um, just very happy to be here and be with the staff. We just came through probably the scariest week for a college baseball coach, and that was the draft. And the Huskers did not lose any of their high school players draft. I think some of them are already on campus. You maybe have already met a couple of those guys. That's got to be a good feeling to kind of survive that week and move on. Yeah, I think coaches in general, no matter what sport, think they have have to have, have total control over everything. Well, this is the one thing you have no control over, and you really don't know what's going to happen until you get into the draft, and it happens. And it goes fast, and, and deals are made before names are called, and you hope you get everybody. But I think it just goes back to the, all the hard work that Lance Harvell and Jeff Christie have done in recruiting and creating those relationships and developing those relationships long after the ink had dried on the letter of intent, that those guys were not just committed to going to school, but they were committed to these coaches in this program. And I think it just speaks volumes about those two and how hard they've worked on the recruiting trail. Pretty impressive. Husker Nation is fired up about the team. They're fired up to have you back in the, in the fold. It's great to have you with us. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for having me.